Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. It's the last day of November, and I hope everyone had a restful, peaceful, and safe Thanksgiving holiday. This is your morning buzzcast for Monday, November 30th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Again, hope everybody is doing well. Boy, what a weekend for the NFL. Let's start with news that the league has ordered team facilities to be closed to in-person activities today and tomorrow in an effort to slow the spread of COVID-19. In-person meetings prohibited. Virtual meetings only. Of course, teams playing today and Tuesday are exempt from the order. This comes after the Broncos took the field for a game yesterday. No quarterbacks. Well, no professional quarterbacks. They got blown out by the Saints. The NFL's facing a lot of criticism today, wondering if that game should have been played at all. But listen, this goes back to what we've been talking about on the Buzzcast since really September, early October, and Peter King mentions it in his column today. The NFL is focused, focused, focused on playing games, and the league is not interested in postponing or canceling games. The league's been very clear that if teams have enough players to play and there's not an internal team contagion in process, they're going to go forward with the games. That's what they've done. Teams have to be ready to make it work somehow, and as Peter King notes, the NFL, as of last night, was finished with 175 of its 256 regular season games, nearly 70% done with five weeks to go. This comes as a lot of attention in the Denver market about whether or not the Broncos would have had more leverage had they had an official owner. Remember, the team right now is still held in the family trust. Joe Ellis oversees that trust, but many felt if the Broncos had a strong, influential team owner like a Robert Kraft, like an Art Rooney, and this was mentioned by ESPN's Adam Schefter yesterday, that perhaps the team could have convinced the league to push the game back to Monday or Tuesday. But the NFL has been very unreceptive to request like that when the rules have been violated. And that's what happened here in Denver with the quarterbacks reportedly not wearing their mask in team meetings as outlined in mandates. So when rules have been violated, the league has not looked very friendly on making any type of changes. Meanwhile, the 49ers are shut out of their Santa Clara facility after the county has banned contact sports. So now the team is looking at out-of-state options. They're focused on tech Texas and Arizona, certainly in Arizona, Glendale State Farm Stadium could be used. Most people think Arizona is the most likely destination, but the 49ers are still working through possibilities both in and outside California. The biggest news that I took away was the 49ers' reaction. They had no idea this ban in the county was coming. They heard about it just like everybody else, and that put them immediately on the defensive. Meanwhile, the Ravens are still looking at Tuesday 
night's game to play the Steelers, even though they have a full-on outbreak at their organization. And so now the NFL, according to NFL.com, is considering playoff bubbles for the 14 or 16 teams that make the playoffs isolating people in hotels. We've talked about the potential for a playoff bubble. This is apparently back on the table. Another interesting story to keep your eye on from the weekend is what's going to happen at the Detroit Lions because the firing of general manager Bob Quinn and coach Matt Patricia is the first major move from Lions owner Sheila Ford Hemp. Remember, she replaced her mother, Martha Firestone Ford, as principal owner in June. So now she makes this move, terminating both Quinn and Patricia. The Lions plan to use Len Perna's turnkey search to conduct the searches for their replacements. Now, Sheila Ford Hemp faces widespread fan acrimony. She said when she announced the terminations that she was trying to, quote, do the right thing by this organization, and that's the bottom line, end quote. This has been an organization known for its loyalty to executives, so for her to make this move is noteworthy. Meanwhile, Lions President Rod Wood, who has been the family's longtime financial advisor and team president since 2015, will continue to serve in his role. He'll be very heavily involved in the search for the team's next general manager and coach, I am sure, but again, I'm looking to see what Sheila Ford-Hamp can do in remaking the Detroit Lions. Meanwhile, the Jacksonville Jaguars fired general manager Dave Caldwell yesterday. Now, this is another opportunity for Shad Khan to remake the football side of his organization as well. Let's shift to golf because some very interesting news broke on Friday. You may have missed it because of the Thanksgiving weekend holiday, but the PGA Tour acquired a minority stake in the European Tour's media production company, and this starts a new alliance that could be a step toward developing a more unified golf schedule around the world. Now, European Tour CEO Keith Pelley denied that the strategic alliance with the PGA Tour is the first step towards a merger, but many see this alliance leading to things like a more streamlined schedule, less competition of events, strengthening events both in Europe and in North America. And one thing it also does is, remember that premier golf league that was supposedly going to be a rival? Well, by making this alliance, this probably pushes back on that idea pretty significantly. Now, the Rain Group was behind that Premier Golf League, whether they can still move forward with the new alliance between the PGA Tour and the European Tour, highly unlikely. One basketball note before we end with some baseball news. Interesting news over the weekend as well around the NBA's G League. There's apparently a concept that is gaining some traction for a bubble in the Atlanta area for the G League. Now, this may not be applicable to all teams because there would be an entry fee in the $500,000 range to participate and to play. Not all the teams would be expected to participate under that proposal, but they would play within a bubble concept in Atlanta. Of course, G League teams originally hoped to play games in their arenas and generate some revenue from ticket sales, but that's looking more and more unlikely. So let's end with some baseball news. News over the weekend really surprised me. Blue Jays owner Rogers Communications wants to demolish the Rogers Center and construct a new baseball stadium as part of a downtown Toronto redevelopment. This would be a major story. This would be a major development, of course. Rogers Center, as everybody knows, 
right in the heart of downtown Toronto. It's a huge, huge facility. Rogers is considering building a new stadium on a lakefront site if plans for the Rogers Center redevelopment area falls through. But that story got a lot of attention in Toronto because the Rogers Center entering, say, the back nine of its lifeline as a sports facility. Rogers Communications has some eyes there on what the new facility could look like and where it could be placed. Meanwhile, MLB's long-awaited structural changes for the minor leagues are expected to be unveiled within the next seven to ten days according to the Boston Globe and remember Major League Baseball teams by Wednesday must tender contracts to arbitration eligible players to keep them from entering free agency but most people expect a lot of non-tenders because teams do not have the revenue to pay and so you're going to see a flood of players hit the market and that could happen as early as Wednesday. So a lot going on as we enter the last month of 2020, thank God. That's your morning buzzcast for Monday, November 30th. Again, I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody has a great start to their week. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.